I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Baltimore man whose case was highlighted in that hit podcast titled Serial. Also this morning. What D.C.'s mayor is saying about the issues leading to a cabinet member's resignation. I'm Christy King. Ukraine's capital fourth night in the row struck by drones. Down day on Wall Street, Asian stocks lower this hour. Good morning, 3 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. Former President Donald Trump's multiple legal matters are front and center on several fronts tonight, starting with reports, including from CBS News, that a Trump employee has told the FBI he was told by Trump to move boxes of government records around Mar-a-Lago following receipt of a subpoena for them. President Trump is faced with many lawsuits and criminal investigations in Georgia, in New York, and now this one facing the classified documents. Legal analyst Lori Levinson of Lawyer This may be one of the most serious because it's not that Trump can point his finger at the people who worked for him and said, oh, they made a mistake or I didn't know that the government had a subpoena or was seeking these documents. He's actively involved in moving them. In addition to that, a judge in New York rejects Trump's bid to avoid answering questions under oath next week in a defamation lawsuit that Trump calls a a complete con job or a hoax and a lie. Then there is what could be the last public hearing of the January 6th committee in early afternoon. That is expected to focus once again on Trump's role before and after the Capitol riot. This hearing is going to look and sound a little bit different. There'll be no live witnesses in the room, and all nine members of the panel are going to make part of the presentation what's been characterized as a closing argument. Since we last saw them, the committee has collected new records from the U.S. Secret Service, an agency they'd previously accused of stonewalling, and they scored a long sought-after interview with Ginny Thomas, wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Correspondent Scott McFarlane, who is going to be covering, still on the legal beat, a huge defamation verdict against conspiracy theorist Alex Jones for lies perpetrated about the 2012 Sandy Hook school shooting. Jones ordered to pay pay close to a billion dollars the families of children killed in that massacre. CBS News legal analyst Jessica Levinson says there will be an extensive effort to ensure the victims are paid. We will be looking at wage garnishes. We will be looking at liens. We will be looking at all different ways to try and recover every bit of these verdicts. Jones is facing another trial brought by a victim's family. It's expected to start later this year. Michael George, CBS News. In the midst of a very serious drought, one small California city expects its water supply to run out around December 1st if it doesn't get help. Kalinga's a fighter. If we have to, we'll, we'll fight for our, our water. We've never let our, our citizens down. We had an earthquake that destroyed our town. We built it back, but we don't want to lose it again. That is Kalinga, California Mayor Ron Ramsey, and this is CBS News. With the Price is Right Scratcher from the Virginia Lottery, game time is anytime. Hey, one ounce tube of sunscreen, SPF 70. I'm going to say 479, 499. That means it's time to spin the wheel. The Price is Right Scratcher from the Virginia Lottery. Scratch to spin the wheel and see if you have the winning bid at the Showcase Showdown. Two games in one with a top prize of 200000 at a retailer near you. Odds of winning top prize in the Price is Right, one in 2040000 WTOP at 303. 
Good Thursday morning, 13th of October, 2022. Welcome in. Rain for the morning commute, then mostly cloudy, humid, with hit or miss showers during the day. The high today should reach the low 70s, 60 degrees right now. Dean Lane, we do indeed thank you for taking us along for your Thursday morning ride. Topping the stories we're following for you this morning, international breaking overnight. Ukraine's capital region, we hear, was struck again for a fourth day in a row by Iranian-made kamikaze drones this time. Early Thursday morning this happened. Sending rescue workers, were told, rushing to the scene as residents awoke to air raid sirens again for the fourth morning in a row following Russia's massive deadly assault across the country, the first one this week on Monday. Stay with WTOP at 103.5 FM, WTOP.com, and of course on the WTOP app, we will bring you the very latest as it becomes available. WTOP now at 3.04 on your Thursday morning. Turning to campaign 2022 locally on WTOP this morning, it is the only time we actually expect to see them on the same stage together. In a televised governor's debate, Maryland's two candidates vying for the nomination going head-to-head just last night. Dan Cox, a Republican state delegate from Frederick County, referenced his qualifications to be Maryland's next governor. said, I am the only individual who has served in government and who has stood with Governor Hogan's policies to lower taxes. A credential Wes Moore, a vet and former CEO seeking office for the first time, quickly shot down. We're watching a perfect indication as to why Governor Hogan called you unfit to lead. When asked about the state's racial wealth gap and reparations, Delegate Cox. He's talking about, uh, you know, transferring wealth away from people because of their skin color. That is racist. It's wrong. Moore's response. We've got to focus on creating pathways for work, wages, and wealth. Addressing things like unfair appraisal values in historically redlined neighborhoods. The debate is the only time the two candidates will appear together until Election Day. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. The Maryland Appeals Court apparently will not be intervening in the lower court's decision recently to free Adnan Syed, who served over 20 years in prison for the murder that was chronicled. You'll remember that groundbreaking serial podcast, as it was titled. The State Court of Special Appeals issuing its order a day after prosecutors actually dropped charges against Syed in the 1999 killing of Heyman Lee, who was at the time his ex-girlfriend. Lee's family argued that they did not get sufficient notice of the lower court hearing last month, after which Syed was released. The appeals court giving Lee's family now 15 days to show why their appeal should not be dropped now that the case against Syed is over. WTOP at 3.06. Some top athletic staffers at two Montgomery County high schools are out of a job. This following a huge brawl during a football game on September 16th. The principals of Gaithersburg and Northwest High sending out a letter saying that Gaithersburg High School athletic director is gone, as are the Northwest High School head coach and assistant coach. WTOP has this week reached out to the school system for specifics on whether or not the people were fired, but those in charge would not tell us. Stay tuned. WTOP again at 3.06. Meantime, we're coming to D.C.'s deputy mayor for public safety and justice has not survived the turmoil set off by a parking lot argument recently that led to an assault charge locally in Arlington. Chris Geldart has now resigned from his post in the mayor's cabinet after new questions about whether or not he lives in D.C. or Virginia where his family lives. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser won't say whether one issue weighed more heavily than the other, prompting Gildard's resignation. She does expect cabinet members to live in the city. You know uh, that his family lived in another place. And the parking lot altercation said to involve a ding of car doors. The response was serious, but I think what it was about was it was about nothing. Calling Gildard a capable and effective public servant, saying she's proud of the work they've done together over eight years. The issue surrounding 
and all of the questions being raised are distracting from his job and my job, and I have accepted his resignation. At the Wilson Building, Christy King, WTOP News. Now, WTOP has reached out to speak to Geldart for comment, but has not heard back. WTOP at 307, an update on traffic and weather. That's coming next on WTOP. Moments. They surround us, intersecting every day, every instant. Moments that can change us forever. In a region where news is never-ending, a singular sound defines our moments. A constant signal delivering the top news right at your fingertips when you need it most. For better, for worse, always connected. Our legacy is the future and we'll never miss a moment. WTOP News, 103.5 FM. Likely expected to be the final public hearing for the January 6th committee today. This Thursday afternoon, a preview coming up after traffic and weather on WTOP this morning. You're with WTOP, Bank Dean Lane. Where the time Thursday morning, October 13th is 3.08. Good morning. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, good morning to Rich Hunter in the WTLP Traffic Center. Hi, good morning, Dean. If you're traving 95 northbound in Virginia in the works on between Centerport Parkway and Route 630, Stafford uh, spoke with one of our listeners who was in stop traffic. Hopefully this will be the last one because according to VDOT Fredericksburg, they're only going to do the stoppages between midnight and 3 a.m., so this should be it. But again, traffic has been stopped, so delays begin before the interchange for Centerport Parkway at northbound. Again, any combination of Route 1 to Courthouse Road puts you back on the interstate beyond the work center and any associated delay. Beyond that point, nothing else in your way. Southbound, they've been working south of Route 1 spots of any single left lane gets you by. 395 southbound had been diverted to go west on Edsel Road due to a work zone. Eastbound 66 between 29 and Centerville and the Fairfax County Parkway. You've been getting by the work zone single file to right. Beyond that, approaching Route 50, the right lane and the off-ramp that takes you to both eastbound and westbound 50 have been closed. And then eastbound at the Beltway, the left lane and the off-ramp that takes you to the express lanes, both inner and outer loop, that have been blocked as well. Westbound Dulles Toll Road remains closed between the access road and Wolf Trap due to the crash investigation. Everybody west of the Beltway is diverted into the access road. And if you're traveling in Maryland on US 50 John Hanson Highway, eastbound just after the Beltway, Single file right past the crash cleanup westbound. You've got two right lanes now getting by. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Tracking showers, storms that are right now uh, to the southwest of D.C., but they're going to be pushing in over the next several hours. Anticipate a wet ride here on the way to work and school through the morning, even isolated rumbles of thunder. We're mild now, and we're going to get close to 70 this afternoon. Showers and storms will taper to uh, just a little bit of activity through the midday, but once again pick up with the actual cold front. More shower and storm activity through about 7 o'clock tonight, and then ultimately drier air, sunshine, 60s, looking great for Friday. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Ryan Miller. 64 degrees in DuPont Circle as well in Germantown, 62 and in Dale this Thursday morning, October 13, 3 a.m. hour, 2022. And we're looking at 60 degrees straight up in our nation's capital. This check brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Another January 6th public hearing today, a preview next this morning on WTOP. Government IT systems are aging. Archaic software can't keep up with the growing demand for online services. And the effort to just keep them running leaves little time for innovation. Hi, I'm Michelle Davis with Red Hat. 
the world's leading provider of open source solutions. Red Hat has years of experience helping agencies like yours modernize their systems. Let's talk about moving the mission forward by using automation to free up time and budget for innovation. Learn more at redhat.com slash gov. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. True economic equity and inclusion starts with empowerment. At Melwood, a leading employer, advocate, and preferred service provider for people with disabilities, we're committed to building a world where people with disabilities are fully included, starting with employment. When more people are empowered through employment, all of society benefits, and we can build a more sustainable, innovative, and equitable economy. Melwood is here to educate and partner with individuals and organizations to build a more inclusive workforce, develop pipelines, and provide strategies for equitable recruitment, hiring, and retention of people with disabilities. This is National Disability Employment Awareness Month, so ask yourself, what's your role in the equity equation? To learn more about how your company can diversify its workforce by recruiting and hiring people with disabilities, Visit www.melwood.org. That's M-E-L-W-O-O-D.org. This is WTOP News. WTOP 312 Thursday morning. Welcome in. This Thursday afternoon, the January 6th House Select Committee will hold its next and likely very last public hearing. Some committee members are promising new material and discoveries from their ongoing investigation. This morning, CBS News Senior Investigative Correspondent Catherine Herridge on what we can expect. I think about it as a broad overview, the culmination of this months-long investigation, almost like a capstone session. Lawmakers and sources close to the committee are promising new evidence and new revelations, but interwoven with some of the themes that we've seen throughout this investigation. I think with a new emphasis on Wednesday, these connections between sort of the key figures that really drove the mob that day and how they had contacts with individuals who were close to the former president. And one of the biggest questions, of course, through all this is whether or not there's strong evidence of ties between the mob that stormed the Capitol that day and those close to the former president. That's right. So what we anticipate is some documentary footage um, involving Roger Stone. Roger Stone is a longtime friend and advisor to former President Trump. The claim here is that he was in contact with these groups prior to January 6th, and he predicts that there will be violence at the Capitol. He's argued that these interviews and sort of this fly on the wall filming of him was taken out of context, but we'll see what's presented. And then, of course, Michael Flynn. Michael Flynn is the former National Security Advisor, and what sort of connective tissue investigators found between him and people who really drove and incited the violence that day. So when can we expect a final report on all of this? Well, the committee is somewhat non-committal. They're sort of leaving the book open, if you will. It's entirely possible that we could have an interim report even before the midterms, but that final sort of capstone report is expected sometime in December, probably early December, based on our reporting here at CBS. With the latest in the January 6th House Select Committee and the meeting today, that's CBS News Senior Investigative Correspondent Catherine Herridge talking with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Donate your
your car today at carsforkids.org. Your car, running or not, can be picked up as soon as the next day. No title, no problem. Call 877-CARS-FOR-KIDS or go online at carsforkids.org to donate today. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Donate your car today. Now accepting donations of land, homes, buildings, or any kind of real estate. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. It's Thursday, October 13th. Good morning. Welcome in at 3.15. Sports time indeed. And Rob's turn once again this morning. The Capitals literally rolled out the red carpet to open the season at Capital One Arena, but were a bit too generous a host, falling 5-2 to a Boston Bruins team that's won seven of the last eight meetings. And it's easy to say it was a bad debut for new goalie Darcy Kemper. But coming up empty on four power plays doesn't help Peter Laviolette. We were disjointed, it seemed, for the first half of the game. And when you wanted a puck to be there, it wasn't. We weren't on the mark with a pass or we weren't on the mark with positioning or we got outnumbered in a battle, whatever it might be. And we, we weren't clicking. We weren't in sync. But they can get there at 7.30 in Toronto when they face a Maple Leafs team also coming off an opening night loss. At the risk of jinxing the Washington Commanders in Chicago, it's been pointed out that Carson Wentz is 6-0 all-time on Thursday night football in 3-0 against the Bears. How do you keep those good streaks alive, Carson? For me, it's about consistency, not just deliver big plays, but how are we sustaining drives? Discipline keeps coming up and communication and some errors that put us back to second and extra long and third and long and those things that can definitely kill drives. And so those are things that, that I can do better, I can clean up, and I know we all will. That we all list this week is missing Jahan Dotson, Logan Thomas, and Sam Cosme for that struggling offense, while the defense will be without William Jackson and Percy Butler in the secondary. Both NLDS series shift, tied at a game apiece, thanks to the Padres' 5-3 win in L.A. and the Braves' shutout of the Phillies. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Thanks, Rob. 3-17, Thursday morning on WTOP. Glad you're here. Among the top stories we're following for you this morning, Ukraine's capital region was struck this overnight early morning by Iranian-made kamikaze drones. Reported early on Thursday morning, sending rescue workers rushing to the scene as residents awoke to air raid sirens for a fourth morning in a row following Russia's first one, massive, deadly assault across the country on Monday. We'll have more on that developing story in minutes here on WTOP. The two major candidates for governor of Maryland taking part in a televised debate last night on NBC4. Asked if he would accept the outcome of next month's election, Republican Dan Cox said for his part, he has always accepted election results that are fair. But he did not specifically answer the question itself. Democrat Wes Moore says he will honor the results of the election. D.C.'s deputy mayor for public safety, Chris Geldart, has resigned, we're told. Geldart was charged with assault recently, you'll remember, in a fight locally in Arlington and has faced questions about whether or not he actually lives in D.C. as required of all members of the mayor's cabinet. And a former Mar-a-Lago employee tells the feds this week about moving boxes of documents apparently out of storage and into former President Donald Trump's residence. Sources telling the Washington Post the ex-employee told agents Mr. Trump ordered the documents moved after a subpoena in May back in the spring, requesting the return of any remaining classified documents. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes, where the time now is 318. Good morning to Rich Hunter in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, one of our listeners who sat through the closure on 95 northbound between Centerport Parkway Route 630 Stafford. They're moving again, and they are in the process of picking up that work zone. So good news. Probably have a little over a mile to go, but again, they are cleaning it up. Uh, further north on 95, nothing else in your way. Headed up toward the Beltway in Springfield. You should find the express lanes open to you there as well. Southbound 395, all traffic have been diverted to go west. 
at Edsel Road as a result of a work zone. Uh, no word yet that that's been wrapped up and cleared. 66 eastbound between 29 Centerville and the Fairfax County Parkway. That work zone picked up and cleared. All lanes have been reopened. Beyond that, they were working near Route 50, and they're blocking a single right lane as well as the exit to both eastbound and westbound 50. Uh, beyond that, working at the Bellway, single left lane and the off-ramp to the express lanes closed by the work. Inside the Bellway near Route 7, it was single file left past the construction. If you're traveling westbound on 66 as you approach and pass over the Bellway headed toward Nutley Street, single left lane gets you by the works and the ramp that takes you to the Outer Loop and Outer Loop Express lanes was closed. And the on-ramp from the Outer Loop of the Bellway to go west on 66 also closed as part of that work zone. Further west, they were working as you approach and pass Route 50 headed toward the Fairfax County Parkway. Single right lane gets you by. 28 northbound between 29 and 66. Single left lane past the construction there. Last check, the westbound Dulles Toll Road closed between the entrance to the access road and Wolf Trap due to the crash under investigation. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Tracking showers and storms ahead of a cold front pushing in and close to the region. Shower and storm activity will become more numerous and widespread through the afternoon hours as well. So it looks like this. The morning commute here could be damp at times with some isolated rumbles of thunder. We're starting the day mild. Temperatures close to 70 degrees by this afternoon. A little break in the action midday will lead to more showers and thunderstorms with the actual cold front here late into the afternoon and evening. Drier air comes in, though, for the day on Friday and sunshine six. Expected. I'm Storm Team 4's Ryan Miller. 64 degrees at Reagan National this hour. 65 BW by Marshall. 64 as well at Dulles. 3 a.m. hour Thursday morning, October 13th, 2022. We're down to 60 now in our nation's capital. This check brought to you 3 a.m. hour by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted same-day service seven days a week. Check him out. Lynn the Plumber. WTOP at 321. Good morning. Welcome in. WTOP and Silver Diner bring you free lunch Friday to thank you for listening to WTOP. At home, at work, or on the go. Three winners every Friday for dine-in lunch only at 18 Silver Diner locations. Enter today at WTOP.com. Search free lunch Friday. You're with WTOP. Virginia is for families. Virginia is for families. All sorts of families. My family, your family, your neighbor's family. For families of all species. For beach chair sitting families and paddleboard standing families. For families that like to camp outside and the ones that would rather museum inside. Yep, we got plenty of those to choose from. For mountain hiking families and would rather hang out by the pool resort going families. Come to think of it, that's more my speed. So, in conclusion, Virginia has all sorts of things your family could love. So, come love it for yourself. Furnished by the Virginia Tourism Corporation. This is WTOP News. This week, conspiracy theorist Alex Jones is ordered by a Connecticut jury to pay $965 million to people who suffered from his false claims that the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting was a hoax. It came in a lawsuit by the relatives of eight different victims. The verdict is the second actual big judgment against the InfoWars host for claiming the massacre was staged. In August, you'll remember a Texas jury ordered Jones to pay $50 million to the parents of another murdered child. This morning, CBS News legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum with his reaction to this latest decision. It's a statement, right, because the parents sued for half a billion and the jury came back with essentially a billion. <laughs> so that tells you the parents said, let me tell you how we came up with half a billion. Uh, it was 500 million people had positive hits on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, other Instagram 
to all of his uh, conspiracy theories about Newtown and the Sandy Hook shooting. So they're saying a dollar for every hit, and the jury came back with double the amount. Does he have the money? Look, uh, someone testified, a former employee said that he got somewhere between a hundred million and a billion dollars off of these hoax uh, conspiracy theories about Sandy Hooks, meaning that he was able to sell his products, including books and dietary supplements and survivalist gear, on the strength of the lie. And so in theory, it's there. He's, however, saying, I'm filed for bankruptcy and you'll never see a dime. So what happens now, especially as Jones will appeal the case? So, Sean, first of all, one thing with his 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 boast or his claim, there's not going to be anything there. Bankruptcy doesn't discharge this kind of a debt, right? It, it discharges business debts, but not if people sue you for emotional distress and defamation. That kind of thing doesn't get wiped clean in bankruptcy. It would survive it and it would last for 20 years. So it'll haunt him forever. Secondly, there's even more money here. The judge has the ability to issue punitive damages and she seems willing to do it. There's a, a statute in Connecticut that says unfair trade practices, if, meaning that if you're lying and selling products off the lie, that you're entitled to uh, punitive damages, victorious party. So there may be more. And guess what? Another family's bringing a defamation case against him in Texas. So there's, it's going to be keep piling up. And again, as I said, it's going to follow him. This clearly wipes him out. But, you know, he was on the air. He wasn't in courtroom. He was on the air repeating the same lie. And in, in theory, he'll just keep saying it. Any final thought for us on this, Thane? Look, you know, it must have been excruciating for the families, right? What were the things, Hillary? Well, parents were being haunted by his listeners saying that you lied. Let's go dig up the grave of your child to prove that he's dead. Uh, a girl, a teenage girl was sent a rape kit based on the idea that her mother was killed. They're saying, we're going to punish you and rape you. Here's a rape kit. So this is what the jury heard. I mean, these were just despicable acts. Not just the lie, right? It's what the lie engendered. And this is a lesson, right, about, you know, the dangers of saying things, misinformation. Here's a really good example of it. His listeners didn't just process the information. They acted on the information. And so I think it is clearly a vindication for the family, whether they collect on the debt, I don't know, but if they clearly got the truth out and their stories told about what was happening to them as a result of InfoWars and Alex Jones's lie. CBS News legal analyst, Dave Rosenbaum, in a conversation with Hillary and Sean. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Inflation is calling the shots on Wall Street. And that's likely to continue today as the government releases its consumer price report for September. Economists are looking for a slight cooling of prices on an annual basis, up 8.1%. It was 8.3 in August. The inflation reading will be closely watched as investors try to figure out what the Fed's next interest rate move will be. The market is coming off its sixth consecutive decline. Today's consumer price report will also be watched closely by Social Security recipients. It will be used to set this year's cost of living increase for Social Security benefits. Data published by the Cleveland Fed forecasts an 8.7% hike. Google has approved former President Trump's Truth Social for release in its Play Store. That opens a key 